Hello, welcome back to the first blog read of 2021. It's Jack March here from rheumatology.physio and today we are talking OA versus RA. Hopefully you've been enjoying my blogs and blog reads and podcasts recently. Please do uh, hit the subscribe button if you're listening on a podcast player and it'll give you a notification every time one of these is released. So on to today's blog. And as I mentioned, it is titled OA versus RA, or osteoarthritis versus rheumatoid arthritis. It's some sort of matchup for the ages. I think this is one of the most common questions I've been asked over the last few years, since I started to become more vocal about rheumatology conditions. I used to answer it as best I could, but always ended up rambling off in different directions. In this blog, I will endeavour to explain why, and hopefully suggest we put this specific question to bed. The new recurring features are back too, legend of the blog, and if you scroll all the way to the bottom of the webpage if you're watching, or if you listen all the way to the end, um, then you can have a, hear a portion of the music I was listening to when I wrote this. Please do consider to heading to the shop, rheumatology.physio forward slash shop, to find more resources um, to support me continuing this harebrained project of keeping up CBD resources on the internet. I've got a couple of new ones coming soon, so do check that out. As usual, feedback is greatly appreciated, and any further reading for me, please do send it my way. As usual, please remember, this blog is not a replacement for clinical reasoning, and if you are unsure, get advice. Legend of the blog. This week's legend is Eric Mira, whose podcast, alongside J.W. Matheson, really kicked off my inquiry and critical thinking about research and its relationship to practice. It also really helped me formulate plans and ideas around a lot of the materials I've created since. Please do go follow his Twitter page, check out his website, thesciencept.com, and listen to the podcast, PT Inquest, um, especially if you like puns and Less Than Jake, which is probably the best intro music of any podcast around. Um, and that's me saying that when I produce approximately seven podcasts at the moment. Introduction. Okay, so let's set this up properly. Osteoarthritis versus rheumatoid arthritis is not some sort of match or comparison, but really it's a question aimed at elaborating on assumed different pathophysiologies and symptom presentations. It makes superficial sense. OA is the most common form of arthritis, and RA is the most well-known overtly inflammatory arthritis. Although gout is more prevalent and OA is arguably inflammatory, but we'll come back to this. Differentiating between the two is very important. Delayed diagnosis in RA leads to poorer outcomes. OA being so highly prevalent means you will find it very regularly in RA patients, and so misdiagnosis is easy. It's also very easy to become slightly blinkered in practice. OA is very prevalent, and RA is comparatively rare. I think in some ways, actually, it's an awareness of this that makes MSK clinicians keen to rule out RA, even in the presence of OA. There are a few issues here that mean I sometimes digress off onto tangents when trying to differentiate the two conditions. And these are, osteoarthritis has a significant inflammatory component. There are other clinically relevant conditions that overlap those two. The lines are sometimes blurry enough that we can't differentiate without specialist opinion. And imaging and bloods need to be specific for the conditions you are looking at. OA versus RA. So there are, in general, some differences between OA and RA, and I've listed them here. 1. Onset in RA is usually younger. 
a peak of thir age 30 to 60 versus 50 plus for OA. RA typically involves multiple joints, OA typically one or two. RA typically involves the small joints of the hands and feet, OA, hip, knee or first CMC. RA typically presents with an inflammatory pattern, for example, protracted early morning stiffness or pain lasting longer than 30 minutes. Four, RA is associated with a family history of rheumatoid arthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis patients are commonly anti-CCP positive, about 95% of them. This is a decent list, however it remains problematic because there are a number of outliers in both conditions. Early onset OA and late onset RA for example. Variable joint patterns in both conditions is reasonably common. Joint symptoms with RA might not reach 30 minutes in the morning and OA may surpass 30 minutes in the morning. I could go on. We need to take the whole picture and make a clinical decision. That decision might be, I don't know, and that's okay. There is some help at hand with my recognising RA guide, which you can find again on my website. It is a free PDF download. Pathophysiological issues. Well, why is this so difficult then, I hear people ask. Why can't we easily differentiate possibly the most common MSK condition in the world from a relatively rare one? Well, the challenge comes in a couple of forms. As mentioned above, the symptom profiles overlap significantly, especially when you get into fringe cases, which in OA isn't even that rare because there are so many of them. Not to mention because of OA's prevalence, many RA patients also have OA. And of course, OA doesn't protect you from getting RA. Imaging and blood testing are just as challenging ground with false negatives and positive in both conditions, or anti-CCP being unavailable in primary care in many locations. There are also other clinically important conditions that overlap as well. Too many times have I seen a clinician appropriately rule out RA, but fail to recognise gout, psoriatic arthritis, lupus or some other inflammatory condition. And this is where we must be well-rounded in our understanding of various masqueraders. Finally, and a misunderstanding of osteoarthritis is a contributing factor. Our understanding has moved on to categorising it as a metabolic disorder or a low-grade inflammatory arthritis, rather than one of predominantly mechanical stress. Once you consider this, it becomes more obvious why it overlaps with other inflammatory disorders so much. End. I hope you've enjoyed this blog and that we make sure we understand the symptom profiles, presentations and investigations to ensure we manage the people who attend our clinics appropriately. It isn't a simple one-size-fits-all. You can find plenty more information on these inflammatory disorders across my blog pages and, of course, on my courses. My final advice is to remember that OA is extremely common and RA is relatively rare. Clinically reason appropriately to rule out non-OA causes and you will be right far more often than you are wrong. Please do get me any feedback you might have so that I might grow and improve and I will see you next time. This blog's music choice is Billy Talent, Devil on My Shoulder. And uh, hopefully you will enjoy listening to a short excerpt that will not get me in trouble for any copyright reasons. I will see you on the next blog. As I get closer.